0: you are now listening to the all things good podcast Welcome to the HEG Podcast. Today I'm joined by country music star Drake White. Drake, how you doing?
1: I'm good, man. What's
0: happening? Not too much, man. It's almost Friday, so can't complain, right?
1: It is almost Friday. I like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, uh, I mentioned, you know, country music star. You've got some. you had some former big hits. You know, some of my favorites actually, uh, you know, Living the Dream, um, you know making me feel good again uh you know kind of how did you first get into you know music in general and then uh country music afterwards yeah yeah it was always something for me that um that what it like i was always drawn to music
1: no matter what i was doing whether playing baseball or football or hunting or fishing or hiking or Thing that I did outdoors or was passionate about, music always won. I was always very attracted to and you would find me, you know, looking at songs or my dad's records or whatever it was. So that was that was as early as, you know, I can remember. You know, I say 13, 14 years old I was I was pretty addicted to, to music. But I didn't really
0: start pursuing it until I was in uh, out of high school and in college. hmm Yeah, like how does uh, you know I've talked with a few musicians before? How do you come up, you know, with you know inspirations for writing your songs? You know, is it kind of just something that's you've you know you've been through, or is it kind of just you know come on the go? It, it comes on the go.
1: I mean, I, I live I live my life first, you know, and, and right. I write about my life i'm going through whether it be you know you know whether it be falling in love or falling out of love or you know having to display faith
0: and be faith faith or faithful or or it might be a car or uh, you know a trip or being on the road there's all different kinds of muses i just kind of don't i don't ever really think about that you know it just kind of comes to me kind of like the wind blowing yeah or something that just makes good with whiskey right (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, you know, last year, I uh, believe it was last year, you, uh, you know, you went through, you know, some serious stuff. It seemed like uh, it was AVM, which is, uh, you know, a brain, you know, brain disorder that kind of, you know, constricts blood flow to the brain. Uh, you know, what was that, you know, experience like going through? And uh, it was on stage when it when it happened, right?
1: Yeah, it was a crazy thing. You know, I've been working out really hard, getting ready for tour. Um, in 2019, and I got a debilitating headache that landed me in an MRI machine. And That MRI machine uh, showed that I had a mass of uh, arteries and veins that I was born with in the back right side of my brain. Well, that kind of scared us, but I I actually thought, well, man, if I've had this mass in the back of my head my whole life, I've done pretty good. So, my, my relentless optimism that I've always had kind of said, when I do get adequate blood flow to my brain, man, I might be able to write like Bob Dylan or something. <laughs> that was just the way I thought. So we started blazing through the process of getting that thing embolized or glued shut, and and we had a had a great doctor out here, and uh, and his name was Doctor Miracle. Can you believe that? Wow, <laughs> Yeah, and Doctor Miracle is I've turned into a great friend of mine now. It was just amazing and very hopeful on... It was going to take four to six surgeries to get this thing knocked out. And uh, we blazed through them, dude. I was healthy. And uh, around August, we set up to go to Roanoke, Virginia. And I was on stage. And About three songs in, dude, I heard something snap. When I heard it snap, I lost all feeling in my left leg and my left arm. And uh, for the first time... In this whole process, really in my life, I became um, fearful. I became scared, you know, and that is when this process started taking, uh, you know, taking a different turn. Um, but yeah, I just uh, just fought my way through that. It's definitely changed my perspective, and uh, and I fought and clawed my way through that. It's made my music have a deeper meaning. It's made mm-hmm. me have a deeper meaning about life. It's made my faith a lot better, it's made my marriage a lot better. And ultimately it's the best thing that's ever happened to me because it made me dig deep for this 100% that I thought was just always gonna be there and maybe taking it for granted every now and then. Um, But it's, um, I would do it again. People kind of look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but it's made me a better person. It's made me a better writer. It's made me a better uh, follower um, of my faith. And um, just a better songwriter and, you know,
0: maybe more in the moment, more in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's scary stuff because you really never know, you know, what could happen after that, right? You, like you said, it kind of makes you, you know, more present in the moment because you really never know, like, what your next moments could be. Um, it's funny that <laughs> Dr. Miracle happened to, to be your doctor. but uh, So you were on stage and you kind of, you said you felt like your left side... You know, you was paralyzed, right? What was what was that experience like on stage? You know, in front of everyone. You know, going through that.
1: So in that moment, that AVM ruptured and and made me experience what we call a hemorrhagic stroke. And that is basically the back right side of my brain, which is the circuit board for this left side right here. It it, is that portion of my brain that, that the AVM was bleeding into, and that blood. That makes everything move freely, and, and that makes mm-hmm. us just do what we do. And um, so, to be up there on stage, now that I look back on it, it was an extreme blessing to be in the spotlight um, because I was, everybody was focused on me. So I got directly to the hospital. So there was some life-changing.
0: There's some life-saving things that happened because I was on stage, you know. Right. But what was it like? It was very surreal, you know. It, everything slowed
1: down. My hand felt like I was gripping the the microphone really tight. I could see my white, the white of my knuckles. And I thought I was about to, I, it felt like I was about to drop the microphone. My left leg was like it was detached from my body, like Alice in Wonderland type of stuff. It was kind of floating out from my body and everything slowed down like uh, that Will Ferrell movie where he gets shot in the neck with a dart. Where <laughs> like everything slowed down really slow and I knew what was happening but all I could think of was keep breathing in through your nose out through your mouth as long as you're breathing you're not dead and I started praying uh, you know and just I never really felt like I was helpless I just felt like you know okay I gotta get through this I gotta get through this I gotta get to a place where I can get some attention. And I was there
0: within 15 minutes of the brain, of my brain starting to bleed. So it's pretty
1: miraculous, Uh,
0: speaking of miracles. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I mean, I, uh, a few years ago, tore my ACL. Uh, It kind of sounds just like the brain version of (laughs) tearing your ACL, essentially. Like, you said you felt like something popped back there and then everything went slow-mo. Uh, that's kind of what happened with my knee obviously (laughs) nothing compared to to that but it you know seems like a similar except uh, the brain version uh so you know what was what's your road to recovery been like you know since that moment you know i mean i feel like most people know the physical therapy involves with you know like me tearing my acl or you know working through a back injury you know uh, with a brain injury, you know, what has that kind of road to recovery been like for you?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's changed my life. It's changed my life in so many different ways. But I guess it, it's such a different recovery when we talk about traumatic brain injuries because we're literally reconnecting those neural passageways that are firing off saying drink, move your left arm, or, like, you don't think about that. You just reach over and grab the beer drink it, like, and that's, that's what you do. Well, relearning how to do that when there's a brain bleed that has happened and has damaged that tissue, you're literally thinking as hard as you can, and you want to reach over and grab the drink off the table, but you can't do it. That's crazy. I mean, laying in a hospital bed um, for somebody like me that had been bouncing across every stage in the uh, basically the world for eight, seven, eight years was it was heart wrenching, man.
0: It, it ripped my heart out because I, I was afraid that I was never going to get to pursue that passion again. You yeah. know, I was afraid, um, but through the through the support of my
1: wife and and my team, every time that I would have a weak moment. Alex would pick me up, and every time she would have a weak moment, I would pick her up. And back to the, you know, relentless optimism, I've always been somebody that stayed to the last second of the ball game because I believe if my team was losing, you know, because I thought, I've always thought that the next
0: song or the next great idea is right around the corner. I just got to pick the pen up and put it to paper. Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I care that relentless optimism into my therapy i wanted to do they asked me how many times i wanted to do therapy i said every day i said i want to do it every day because i'm going to get i'm going to get better and nobody's going to tell you with a brain injury that you're going to get full full mobile capacity back, right. that you're going to get a one back nobody can you just have to have faith and you have to keep telling yourself you have faith and there's those two thirty a.m. midnight night sweats that you worry about not being able to
0: play baseball with your future son or whatever those sweats right. are.
1: You just kind of have to push past that and get through it, you know. So that's what it was like. It was it was very strenuous, um, very prayer oriented, very driven towards um, little bitty repairing nerves and repairing brain tissue is like watching trees grow you can't necessarily <laughs> see them grow right <laughs> you have to have faith that the seed is growing you know mm-hmm. that's why like, it's it's brutal
0: no that's that's insane man like when i you know injured my knee i felt like an idiot trying to walk again i honestly can't even imagine like you said just trying to grab something and you know wondering why your brain is not letting you grab it you know uh you know how has how has music kind of helped you you know through these times you know whether it's writing or you know playing uh you know how has that kind of you know in terms of optimism helped you stay on track it's been one of the most important things about my therapy because i play music music is provides that oxygen-rich blood that, that I yearn for, you know, that I got when I was on stage
1: for an hour and a half. It, it makes me who I am. Um, but it it also um, it's a part of me. You know, it's not something that, that I can kind of mail in. So, music almost immediately I mean, I was in the hospital in the bed and I remember I was working on the E P that's out right now stars and I was sitting there working on it in my bed because the the right side of my brain I the left side of my brain, excuse me, the, the part of my brain that is, you know, cognitive and speaking and thinking and forming these thoughts and writing and, and all this creative that was not that was not altered. You know, so I immediately wanted to get back to work. And it was very challenging because everybody in my camp was like, "Oh no, Drake! You need to you need to take it easy, and you need to take some time for yourself. You need to make sure that you're healing correctly, and you're, you need to do this, you need to do that." Everybody was telling me what <laughs> I needed to do, and that, it infuriated me. I did. I don't need to do anything. Y'all are not in my boots. Like I have to have music, and so I pushed through all those people people just love me they care for me that's why they were saying take it easy right. but music to me the vibrations of the strings the sonics of the songs and working through it allowed me to focus on something that is my life force dude like that's what i do mm-hmm. i play music i don't play it because uh because it's something that i have to do i play it because that's all i think about right you know when i when i see a sunset when I skip rocks, when I go fishing, when I make love to my wife, like I think about music. I mean, I'm in the moment of making love <laughs> to my wife. I'm saying, I think about how to make a song out of it. Right. You know, that's that's the way God made me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so to have a traumatic brain injury and be in a hospital is traumatic enough anyway. When you have people saying, oh, no, take it easy. I don't want to take it easy. Right. I want to get back out there and do what I was doing, get my life back to whatever my new normal is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Music helped me so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's something that's just been a part of you for so long. You know, it's hard to not only turn the switch off, but it's something that you, you know, in your own head, you know that that's going to help heal you even more because of how important it is to you. Um, yeah. Well,
1: everybody say music says music heals, but when you it really does
0: it's not just a cliche that people say it's, it's therapeutic it's mm-hmm. so where are you at like right now with the you know stages of recovery are you all you all set now or are you still working on you know physical therapy with it i, I still go to physical therapy three days a week um uh, Still grinding hard because I'm not gonna rest until I can do a backflip off the drum riser. Like that's just me. You know, I, I wanna get it's not about pursuing what I was. This is a new this is a new me. And this
1: one hundred percent that I have now is deeper because of the muse that like physically, no, I can't go out there. I'm sixty-five percent uh, as far as running and jumping and popping around. But as far as musically, uh, you know, I'm working on this left hand to get to where I can play guitar as fluently as I can, but I'm trying. You know, and it may take a year, two years to get back where I was, but I will get back. You know, but I, I, I hold my guitar and I don't care that I'm flubbing around on chords. I don't care that I look, you know, different when I walk. Like, I don't, I don't really care. I want to, I want people to see me trying. That's, that's my goal. You know, See me struggling. See me trying to get through it. Because I will, I will be back playing for thirty thousand people. I will win Grammys. I will serve. You know,
0: my wife, my family, my kingdom, all of that stuff. Uh, well, and that's that's just something I made up on my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, going back to you know playing in front of you know thirty thousand plus people. How has, you know, Corona kind of impacted that all with you? And I know I know you do, uh, you know, Wednesday night therapies on your Instagram, which, you know, I love, you know, seeing the kind of the virtual concerts. Uh, but kind of how has, you know, COVID, you know, halted all of that uh, for you and, you know, just the rest of the music industry as a whole?
1: Well, COVID has shut the whole music industry down. I mean, everybody, talk about the bass players and the... the the musicians and the writers, that's one one thing, but think about the people that are setting up the stages and all that. Um, as far as live music, it's shut it down, but this is compounding on top of the stroke. Yeah. I was about ready in March to go back out and start touring again, whatever that looked like, and then COVID hit, so it's just changed the whole thing, but now, going through the stroke and going through that, 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 sequence it's trained me to just accept what you can control accept what you're given and don't complain about it just go out there and make something out of you know you've heard of make lemons out of lemonade like go out there and figure it out so we had this barn we had this band we had these songwriters i had these songs that were spewing out of me because of this muse that i had because of the stroke so write about that, man, and show people, shed some light on what's going on. You know, no matter what you think about COVID or, you know, the presidential race or whatever, however you line up politically, like, I can provide music in my barn here at my house, and we can we can produce it in a way that's going to be inspiring to people. It's going to evoke feeling and give them inspiration to keep going. Because that's all we need as a human race is hope. We just need hope to keep rolling and keep keep going. So that's what I did. I just started playing in front of my phone one night, and that turned into a full band. Twenty six weeks later, you know, every Wednesday night, <laughs> seven o'clock Central Standard Time, we we keep it rocking, and uh, man, we've we've witnessed all kinds of miracles, you know. Doctor Miracle, with our yeah, <laughs> with our guys, and you know everybody has witness these like it's the way we make a living right now is those wednesday nights we go in and play but not only that we've been able to rehearse and stick tight as a band stay tight as a band
0: Mm -hmm. it's been amazing man. it's been an unbelievable blessing Mm -hmm. no i love your optimism man you know i think you you know you make a good point you know during these times and you know especially with yourself you got to make the best of whatever situation you're handed you know uh, no one really saw this coming but you gotta make the best of it right
1: you do man you do what, what other choice do you have
0: mm-hmm. and that's that's every Wednesday night on your Instagram right just for people listening well it's
1: Instagram Facebook YouTube all, all of my socials um, you can check my Instagram at, at Drake DrakeWhiteStomp or go to DrakeWhite.com and check it out but it's um, you know I got a bunch of great technological dudes that that work with me that uh, I almost call them nerds, but you know, in a good <laughs> way. And they they I've got more equipment in my you know, in this thing going and it just builds every day. And we've got we've had Kobe Collet out, we had uh Kit Moore out a couple of weeks ago. Um, a bunch of friends are coming in because it's a lot of people are doing um, uh, live streams and they're important right now to keep people connected right. um, but man my, my team is just taking it to another level with uh, with the production and, and
0: just making it really cool and, and
1: it's so fun man what we, we cook and, and set up and you know get the jam so
0: right. when this thing does lift we'll, we'll hit the ground wide open grease like WD-40 straight straight <laughs> five We'll be
1: well-old, be well you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'd like to ask uh, you know every guest I have on a, a couple specific questions to end the podcast. Uh, the first one is, you know, what would be your advice to someone trying to overcome failure and how to push through it?
1: Revel in that failure. The failure is something, the obstacle is the way, the hardest part about life is understanding that, that failure... Exactly what you need to be experiencing to learn and and become better, become a better version of yourself, to become what you see in in yourself when you dream. You know that failure is is success. It's just disguised. That's all it is. I mean, I fail all the time at tons of stuff, but I just do not. I do not care. You, you're not a true failure until you completely quit. You mm-hmm. know? Then it's true failure. But it, I never even used the word failure anymore. It's just me trying. It's like I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I haven't walked yet. I haven't played guitar yet. I haven't won a Grammy yet. I haven't had kids yet. Right. You know what I mean? I haven't done a back tuck off the drum riser yeah. yet.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people just stop right before the obstacle instead of just, you know, it's like my some of my buddies say, you just go HB blast right through the obstacle and, instead of stopping, you know.
1: <laughs> Ryan Holiday's great book called The Obstacle is the Way.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, And then the, uh, the other one is, in your own words, what's your definition of success? Success
1: is waking up in the morning and going to bed at night. And in between those two times, doing exactly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, success is loving who you want to love. Success is being able to get up and play music every day and chase after this this wild dream. Um, Success is to be able to, to hug my wife and tell her I love her. And for us to have this house and have these dogs and have these dreams and To have these bands, you know, success is to be able to pursue my God and my maker and my faith, no matter, you know, no matter what my neighbor's is. Mm -hmm. It's just that's success. And, you know, if I'm able to pursue that, then I'm
0: good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, it's basically everyone I talk to is just happiness and success You know, Whatever. if you can wake up And be happy, then you're successful In my eyes Alright, well awesome man, I uh, I appreciate you coming on The podcast today uh, You know, big fan of your music uh, Looking forward to, you know You just killing it out there and returning back to the stage And you know, uh, best of luck with You know, continuing with your recovery And hopefully uh, the Grammy Yet will uh, Will come soon, right? <laughs> Coming. All right. Sure, thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you.